Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 22. Today we're going to look at two sacrifices. Now, these two sacrifices are similar, but they're also very different. And if you think about what the Bible says about sacrifices, about offerings, what were the uses 
of the sacrifice. You know, in the Bible, there's many different uses for offering and sacrifice. The first is, in the law, we see that sacrifice was used for the atonement of sin. And this was set up in the law. The law stipulated that specific types of animals would be used for sacrifice. And then the Hebrews would, on a specific date, sacrifice these animals and it would atone for the sins of the people. That, but that's just one use. You also have you know, the drink offerings, the wave offerings, just different types of offerings that were given that were not the sacrifice or a blood offering. You had you know, the offering of the first fruits and things like that. And generally those were used for, you know, are used as peace offerings to God. And then you also had sacrifices that were used as an exercise of faith. It would show your faith in God. And we see those particularly before the institution of the law, before the giving of the law, Many of the sacrifices were given as an exercise of faith. We see this with Noah and his family. When Noah and his family came off the ark, it said that they sacrificed to God. That was an exercise of their faith. Abraham, when what we're going to look at today, Abraham, when he was commanded by God to sacrifice Isaac, that was not a sacrifice of atonement. It was not even a a sacrifice for peace. It was an exercise of faith. God was testing his faith. So sacrifices could be used in numerous ways. They could be used for atonement. They could be used for peace. And they could be used as an exercise of faith. But today we're going to look at two sacrifices that were similar, but they're also very different. And they're also different in what they mean to us. Again, if you would look at Genesis chapter 22, starting with verse 1, it says, And after these things God did prove Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, who answered, Here am I. And he said, Take now thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee unto the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will show thee. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship together. Just illuminate your word for us and help us just to learn from it today. And again, Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision today, I pray that you would just speak to their hearts today. And again, Lord, we just... Lift up those that are sick and shut in, those who could not make it today, those that may be traveling, those that have lost loved ones. You know each name, Lord, and each need, and we just lift them up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon them, Lord, and healing where healing is needed and comfort where comfort is needing. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today. Just hide me behind the cross, Lord, and let the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Now, in the first 14 verses of this chapter, we are shown Abraham's, you know, where God commanded Abraham to sacrifice Isaac and what happened in that. Pretty much we're shown Abraham's faith. We're shown his faith. God commands Abraham to travel to Mount Moriah. And if you look, he says, sacrifice your only son, Isaac. Now, I want you to think about something. Isaac was not Abraham's only son. There was also Ishmael. So why did God call him Abraham's only son? If you look back, Hagar was Ishmael's mother, not Sarah. So, Abraham and Sarah only had one son, and that was Isaac. But also it goes back to the promise. God promises to use Abraham as a blessing to make him a great nation through Isaac. So Isaac was the child of the promise, not Ishmael. That's why God calls him his only son. Because the promise would be fulfilled, the promise that God had made would be fulfilled through Isaac and not Ishmael. And then if you look, God says that the sacrifice would be a burnt offering. It would be a burnt offering to him. Not a blood sacrifice where the blood is drained and then sprinkled on the altar like we see on the Day of Atonement in the temple or in the tabernacle, this would be a burnt offering. Now, what is unique about this sacrifice is that it would be Abraham's child of promise. Now, if you look in the law, what does God say about child sacrifice? It's outlawed. But here God is telling Abraham, go and sacrifice your son to me. Now, what would happen if Abraham sacrificed Isaac? How would the promise be fulfilled? God had promised Abraham that he would become a great nation, that through him, the entire world would be blessed. Now, how would the world be blessed if the child of promise, the child that Abraham had with Isaac, was sacrificed? This, though Abraham did not know it at the time, this was a test of Abraham's faith. God wanted to know if Abraham would follow through with this command. God was testing him. Now, Abraham would have to exercise his faith in God to follow this command. And we see Abraham doing that.
And when you think about what the Bible says about Abraham and Abraham's faith, what does it say? It says that Abraham's faith was counted to him as righteousness. So Abraham was commanded to sacrifice his only son, and this was a test of faith. And he would have to exercise his faith to follow through. But we see Abraham's faith laid out here. When Abraham is asked, where is the lamb for sacrifice? Abraham tells Isaac, God will provide a lamb. Abraham believed that regardless of what happened, God would fulfill his promise. Even if that meant Abraham sacrificing his son and then God providing him another child, Abraham knew God would fulfill his promise. So we see Abraham's faith. God would provide a lamb for the burnt offering. something here as we're looking at this particular sacrifice. When Abraham had exercised his faith, God stopped him. Abraham had tied Isaac up, laid him on the wood for the burnt offering and was about to shed Isaac's blood and God stopped him. Because he saw Abraham's faith. Abraham would not have to sacrifice his son. So in looking at the the premise of this sacrifice, this was not a sacrifice of atonement. This was not a, a peace offering. This was an exercise of faith, a test of faith. Now I want you to look at something real quick because we're about to compare these two sacrifices. And I'm about to mention the other sacrifice here. Look at verses 7 and 8. And this is very important. Then spake Isaac unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he answered, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Then Abraham answered, My son, God will provide him a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both together. Notice what Abraham says. God will provide a lamb for the burnt offering. Abraham had faith that God would provide. Yet, when God provided the offering for the burnt offering, what did he provide? 
Look at verse 13. He didn't provide a lamb. He provided a ram. A ram. Not a lamb for the burnt offering. This is very important. It foreshadows the second sacrifice that we're going to talk about. God did not provide a lamb for this sacrifice because this was not an atoning sacrifice. It was an exercise of faith. When God provided a lamb for atonement, he only provided one. And that was Jesus Christ. Here he provides a ram for the sacrifice. God provides the lamb much later, and we see that in John chapter 1 and verse 29, where John the Baptist sees Jesus walking. And what does John say? He says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And John calls Jesus the Lamb of God twice. Later on, when he sees him the next day, he says, behold, the Lamb of God. Abraham had faith that God would provide... And he says God will provide a lamb, but God didn't provide a lamb for Abraham. He provided a ram. Because this was not for atonement. It was not an atoning sacrifice. He provides that much later in Jesus Christ. But I want you to think about something. The two sacrifices here. The similarities between the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that Abraham provided. You have two fathers that are going to sacrifice their sons. Their only sons. One is stopped. Abraham is stopped. God follows through because the sacrifice that he gave was for atonement. See, God provided a ram for the offering when Abraham's faith was tested. This was not an atoning sacrifice. Why? Because Abraham's faith, as we see, was accounted to him for righteousness. It was a test. God provided the lamb, the atoning sacrifice in Christ. The person of Jesus Christ. So Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac, or where he was stopped, was an exercise of faith. The sacrifice of Christ was for atonement, a sacrifice for sin. 
and Abraham was stopped. He did not have to complete the sacrifice once he had shown his faith, and that's what's important. Once he had shown his faith, he was stopped. He did not have to sacrifice his son, and God provided for him. So he could sacrifice. But in Christ, for atonement, God provides a lamb without blemish. And this is the other thing we're going to be looking at. God provides a lamb without blemish for atonement in Jesus Christ. Now, if you think about the sacrifices that were set up in the, in the law... That's what the law said about them. They had to be without blemish. So what we see with Jesus and Abraham, we see two sacrifices that are similar but different. One was for an exercise of faith. The other was for atonement. But thinking about the blemish aspect of it. Isaac could not be a perfect sacrifice if you want to look at it from that angle. Because Isaac had sin. Isaac had sin. A sacrifice for atonement had to be without blemish. And Isaac had sin. But then if you think about the animals that were used, they were under the curse, wasn't they? So how could an animal be used for atonement, but not a person? Because an animal doesn't sin. An animal does not sin. They're flawed because they're under a curse but they do not sin. Isaac would have been a flawed sacrifice because he would have been less than perfect. That's why God stopped him and provided a ram as well. Whereas Jesus' sacrifice was perfect. God provided a lamb without blemish, without sin, a lamb that was the greatest and best atoning sacrifice ever offered. God provides a lamb. And we receive the benefit of this sacrifice through faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. Two sacrifices that are similar, but different. A father sacrificing his son. One was stopped, one did not stop. One was an exercise of faith. One was for atonement, a testing of faith. And in one, God provided a ram, and the other, he provides a lamb. A lamb. And one was used as an example. Abraham can be our example. One was used for life. Life in Jesus Christ. Abraham and Isaac on Mount Moriah points to Jesus Christ. 
God provided a lamb. And this lamb's blood was shed for our sins. So today what I want to ask is, have you received the sacrifice God made through Jesus Christ for eternal life? If not, receive him today. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for this day that you have provided. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've given us. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us as we go into this time of invitation. Just continue to watch over us and guide us. We just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.